Welcome to... <laughs> Sniffing the mic. You're sniffing the mic. I don't know where it's been. Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 56, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Hi, Luke. And Tony's over there oh, sniffing hi. the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Tony. <laughs> Tony from that podcast you listen to. Um, each week we'll be, uh, one of us will be bringing a tale from the paranormal to um, educate the other on. This week it's my week and we'll get to that very shortly my week my week my week talking about my week <laughs> my week that's what we sing when it's we don't week. yeah well and i just said it's my week but it's yeah, your week so can you please do the honors and sing the song nope um oh. i was uh <laughs> a little bit a, rude have you had <laughs> just just stop for a second a little bit rude but okay have you had a good week yeah <laughs> anything paranormal happened to you in the last week um Come back to me in five. Anything abnormal happened to you in the last one? Not really. It's been one of those dreary, bloody weeks. Um, I have uh, a thing. Started um, carpooling with the, uh, oh, really? the significant other. Oh yeah. So do you live uh, work in similar directions? Do you live in similar directions? Yes, yeah. yes we do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, um, so new job means that we are. You haven't got a new job. No, he has though. You've got an old job. Is old now. How to teach an old job new tricks? I've actually been in my current job for one year as of this week. I've so. been at, I've been in my current job for three years as of a couple of weeks ago. Okay, just just um, one up me if that's uh, yeah you want to be a dick about things. Um, sure. I've commuted with my significant other other for years now. Yeah. So what do you I, listen to? I've one up to you there too. So what do you listen to on the car stereo system when you're? Um, often talk. Often we talk. Um, uh, other times it's hodaki. Okay, yes. I'm glad you've said that correctly because that's been a real push about saying hodaki correctly. Instead of hauraki. Hauraki. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. Is it do you, are you listening to, uh, when you say talk, is it potty? No, I talk to my wife. Oh, but what's going on in the background though? Like what's your... Mm, nothing. Driving. Like no music, no noise. Not always. Stereo off. Not always, yeah. Um, the car you bought off me, I paid a huge hefty sum to get a quality head unit installed of that car. Yeah, I listen to that like nice and loud when it's just me in the car. Mm, I'm not sure about you. <laughs> but when you are together, is it always talking? Or are you sometimes just No, that's jamming? what I said, sometimes we So talk. when you don't talk, what do you listen to? Hodaki. Always. Often. Jerry. Occasionally it's um, music on my phone, and occasionally it's um, that's about it, really. Okay. Um, if it's me in the car, then podcasts or music. Right. Okay. So I'm just wondering if there was much uh, conflict over what's going on in the eardrums, but uh, it sounds like there's not. No. No. Um, Though I do, I have heard you have said that the misses. Your missus. And she <laughs> yeah. is a missus because married. Yeah. Is it just a Kiwi thing to say the missus? The or missus. It, yeah. Or New is Zealand, it... Australia, probably. Yeah. As usual. <laughs> the missus. Yeah. Uh, your SO. Significant other. Got it. Yeah. Um, uh, to sort of... She was upset around the Bougie podcast. Is that right? Uh, not the hugest fan. <laughs> but... <laughs> But didn't mean it didn't... Like, we listen to Hodaki on the way home sometimes, and that's the Bougie show. Right, okay. 
relevant stuff to everyone who listens no one has any idea what we're talking about we all know that you aren't much of a follower of the most latest trends of music yeah um, Hoda is terrible for that because it plays about six songs on repeat it seems <laughs> we can quite often hear the same song on the way into work as we hear on the way home from work right it's really bad for that um what is the so like what is she into what music does she like i don't know like contemporary stuff rock yars no, you don't know no i mean we don't we're not big music people i listen we listen to the beatles well wow. if we're sharing a car then we'll listen to the beatles because as oh sorry that's the heat pump needs to be i don't think uh, anyone can hear it but <laughs> no you just made a point good good <laughs> um yeah okay so currently my so is enjoying the renaissance of the records yeah so i'm having to put up with that yeah well, that's good uh, yeah there's some really good stuff i'm other some stuff is not so good but um yeah yeah we listen to it's quite often quite often my choice um but <laughs> quite often your choice yeah but, you but often uh, it's um the beatles or um or like disney tunes um if tomorrow's in the car and what else have i got a lot of like 60s 70s <clears> stuff <throat> That seems to be my style. I um I watched American Pie two last weekend, <laughs> and the soundtrack reminded me of you. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. up my alley. <laughs> Actually, the the thing I've been listening to of late though is um, it may surprise you. Um, I say here, here's the kind of playlist that I've got. It's The Doors, uh, Dire Straits, Pink Floyd, Cream. I was going to say Creed. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, the Beatles. Uh, that kind of vibe. So no... There's some Blink-182, Angels and Airwaves, Plus 44, so no, associated. no Drake, Nicki Minaj. I, honestly, people talk about those songs and I don't know what they are. Right. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know any of it. <laughs> it's just a big blank spot for me um the other thing that may surprise you is i've been listening to a lot like for the past two or three months heaps of nwa <laughs> really yeah heaps is like, it a why, lot what, what brought that on well i watched the movie straight out of Compton. good movie it's a good movie yeah. and then from there i've just been going through back catalogs and then you delve into ice cube and you delve into dr dre all of that kind of stuff so i've been thrashing that you know that they weren't thrilled about the police nwa <laughs> really yeah i heard, 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 heard them say a couple of um sort of i guess mean-spirited things about law enforcement so. was it coming straight from the underground uh, i have to check <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's been a tangent that i've been on um cool okay yeah important stuff paranormal yeah. stuff in a way gotta get there gotta, and the other thing that um, we should really resolve sort it out speaking of sorting something out gotta resolve it um you sold me a lemon quite clearly no it's we we made no we've we've spoken about this i bought your old car when you bought a new car and uh for some reason you've decided to withhold from me that the key's broken um and i think this is all buyer beware careless <laughs> buyer beware. careless nonchalant attitude that you and you have for this vehicle and then yesterday i get home and you're like um, oh i drove it at a brick wall and it had a dent in it <laughs> sold me a lemon i'm like because again you are not taking good care of it you're being then, uh, <laughs> reckless 
You're endangering lives. <laughs> but then I get home from work You're yesterday. Threatening. There's a letter threatening tucked your under my very door. being by the way you're treating that car. <laughs> I'm going to turn you down in a minute. Oh. Um, there's a letter on do my doorstep you have that power. tucked under my door, and it's from Toyota. Why not in the letterbox? Because it was uh, like one of those courier to make sure it gets to the right house because it's a very important letter type things. Like a DHL. DHL? DL? DHL. What are you talking about? It's a, it's, a, it's a letter that's like tracked by courier. Okay. Um, and it was tucked under my door. I can't, wouldn't it be safest to still put that in a letterbox? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a letter from Toyota saying that the car's being recalled. Mm, too bad. <laughs> Shouldn't have bought an unreliable Toyota. <laughs> um, and now I have you to take drive, it to a you, dealership to oh. get the airbag fixed on it because it's got a faulty airbag. You, I, if I maybe crash on can, the way home... Maybe they can fix your key at the same time. I, I have to... That's a good point, actually. <laughs> maybe I'll get to do that. Be so outraged about it that you demand they fix your key. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like I'm thinking like any car like after um, a few years with the airbag sitting there and haven't been used, mm. I kind of wonder what will come out. Like, it yeah, just, like yeah. so it's probably a good gas. Yeah, so it's probably a good thing that um, it's, yeah. not, it's not a nineteen eighty, so that wouldn't no. be the case. Early two thousands, early two thousands gas. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I think it's probably a good thing this is happening. Um, oh, okay. So you take the half day off off work unpaid and go to the dealership for me then. Take a day of leave. No, I don't need to. They're actually pretty good about it. Oh, good. <laughs> But now I've got to go to the dealership and they have to inspect to see if it's the wrong type of airbag. And then if it is, um, or well, it's the gas canister that inflates it, they've got to swap it over. Stunning in black, though. Yeah. Yeah. A vision. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trying to no. sell the other car to an unsuspecting victim at the moment. So um, um, yeah, I've, had, I've had an offer. The main thing for me, though, is um, how... I drive into 100k zones for extended periods of time and you didn't have the decency to make sure the airbags are fine before you sold it to me. Okay. I don't know how you checked them, but I would have thought... Okay, well, I'll swap. I'll, we can swap cars if you want. You can have the Golf if you want. There right. is there is like 100 airbags in that car. Cool. So if you die, it'd be, I'd be really surprised. It's just, <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah, it's just like... Not you, sad, surprised. Yeah, like, hmm, it's like 100 airbags. You should be absorbed <laughs> in cotton woolish. That's the spirit. So... I'd be disappointed in the golf if you died. Yeah, that's fair too. That's mm. also fair. But remember, I can't actually know, because remember, I can't die at the moment because I'm still negotiating my insurance, so I can't die right now. Oh, yeah. Are so. you signing it over to me? No, I just need to get it sorted. So as soon as that's done, then we may trade cars. But you'll probably... <laughs> yeah, I just, I just can't die at the moment, so you'd never be very careful of me. Okay. Seems fair. Yeah. You do me the favor of not dying, and I'll do you the favor of taking your car off your hands. <laughs> yeah, but I can't drive that car at the moment with the faulty, you know, with your dodgy airbag and your, and your dodgy car. Don't you put this on me. <laughs> I don't own the car. <laughs> it's not my car. You did for a while. <laughs> Debatable. And then it, yeah, then you did again. Um, Remember that? I was trying to get it put into my name. I had to do it, it back three to times. Me, yeah. It kept reverting to yours for some reason. Yeah. Joys of those post office people. The prodigal Corolla. <laughs> Keep coming back. All right. Shall I jump into my story? Or have you got something else to try and defend? Uh, something else dodgy to sell me? I'm trying to. I'm, or I'm trying to sell the other car at the moment. Charlatan. You're a charlatan. No, it's a Corolla. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a charlatan? You are. <laughs> 
Well, the Toyota have a Toyota Isis, so um, the Toyota Charlatan probably isn't too bad. I've got to be regretting that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you are interested in a 1995 Toyota Hilux Surf, check out New Zealand's Trade Me. It's like eBay, only New Zealand's version that got the market before eBay did. Yeah, it's called Trade Me, but very, very, very there's not a lot of trading that's going on. There's almost no trading. I specifically you... said no trades because <laughs> I don't want another car. Yeah. That, I don't need another car. Shall I launch into my story? Oh, please. Let's make this a bit more paranormal. Okay, you're going to email this to me? Not yet. <sighs> Your time will come. What am I supposed to fucking do? I'm going to email... <laughs> Excuse me. To sit here. That's why we put the explicit tag on. That's because right. Because of your potty mouth. To sit here. Okay, so I've given you the heads up. Doing At a certain point. Wheat. At a certain point. Fuck all. You need to start reading a thing off here, but That's until the email's open, yes. until that time, sit and listen oh. and stop whining. Jeez, make me work for it, don't you? Hey, <laughs> just I'm not work. addressing that. One of the most documented and believable cases in ufology is the experience of one woman's abduction aboard a UFO. Oh, okay, so abduction, nice. Yeah, so you this don't is- you, you don't often do. Uh, abduction ones you do ufo yeah I, I, i've thought about doing abduction but you beat me to it you dick so <laughs> anyway no are you color ton intrigued <laughs> her name is betty andreason luca who was a devout christian during her abduction she was taken before a being of intense light and love called the one this description the description the description... Sorry, Juan. <laughs> yeah. She just went to South America. South America. It was all Juan from Mexico City. Mm. Juan from Guadalajara. Um, this... Oh, we're almost timed out with Cinco de Mayo on this episode. Oh, nice. That's quite good. This is our Cinco de Mayo special. This is our May the 4th Be With You special. Nice. This is our Star Wars um, in sync. It's gonna be May. And what are you doing? Have you heard that? because it's gonna be may because you got cinco de mayo yeah star wars may the fourth be with you yeah and also the nsync special what do you mean nsync why nsync because they sing that song it's gonna be may do you mean may yeah it's gonna be may yeah is that what you're saying yeah Terrible. it's our may special slash nsync slash star wars slash uh, whatever you're talking about. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> um, why don't you shut the hell up and sell a dodgy airbag to someone? This description... <laughs> it's already done, baby. I've <laughs> walked away scot-free. Some free. schmuck bought some airbag. free yeah, some loser <laughs> schmuck. The, the description of this being is remarkably similar to descriptions of the so-called being of light encountered in near-death experiences. Have you he- ever heard of that? I have, yeah. Like, sort of, you will be, um, you may leave your body, float out of your body, you mm-hmm. see yourself lying there. Yep. You're like, ah, oh, there I am. Yeah. That's where I That's where I am. Yeah. That's where I left myself. And there's a being of light. And you're sort of like, oh, okay, someone wants to see me, and it's very bright. Yeah. Not beam of light, a being of light. Yeah, like like just like, like say a person. Like, so like you know when you when you steer into like a hundred watt light bulb. <laughs> no, you're thinking beam again. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> 
So this is kind of like um, when you have a near-death experience and you see that kind of guardian angel person all lit up, that kind of stuff. Um, For Tell Him Steve Davis, they'll know it as uh, Rob Bruce's experience after he crashed his Corvette. Mm. Fun fact. NDE. Yeah, NDE. They use NDE quite a bit in here, near-death experience, NDE. Cool, cool. Let's never say near-death experience again. We'll only ever say NDE. Yeah. Yeah. Deal? Is that a deal? Is that one of the Ten Commandments of Lits? Yeah, let's, Lights let's, in the sky. let's get a let's get this a permanent mark and screw it up on this wall. Let's do it. Got yeah. the house valued? Yeah, house is valued. <laughs> house is valued. Do whatever I want now. Go down from here. Yeah. Um, her first abduction occurred during her childhood and culminated with an abduction experience that involved her whole family. That's quite common. Normally, these abduction experiences belong belong begin very early in age. Mm-hmm. Mm. Led by a number of teams of highly credentialed investigators, her experience is one of the most thoroughly investigated cases ever reported in the annals of hypnotherapy. Watch your, watch your mouth. This page is mainly focused on her experience as a child with the being of light she calls the one. This page being the page I'm reading from, because I just googled this and it took a while to find, but I'm on a page. Um, just so you know, I'm standing by your email. The following are excerpts from... Um, the Andreasen Affair, uh, which is a book that I think you can buy on Amazon. Um, on the evening of January 25th, 1967, Betty Andreasen was in her kitchen at South Ashburnham, Massachusetts. Her seven children... Seven children. Good on Betty. She's a hard-working girl. <laughs> Um, Her mother and her father were all in the living room. At about 6.35pm, the house lights suddenly blinked out for a moment, then a pulsating reddish-orange light shined in the kitchen window. Betty claimed the frightened frightened children while her father... Betty calmed the frightened children (laughs) while her father rushed to look look out the kitchen window. He saw a group of strange-looking small creatures approaching with a hopping motion. You're about to say something? Um, just Google um, the book, The um, Andreasen Affair. Yep. Um, so, reviews, uh, 3.8 out of 5, 20 yep. reviews. Yep. Um, I'll read a one-star review for you. Please do. Um, one star by Libby Log on the 14th of May, 2017. Oh, it's almost like an anniversary. It's gonna be May. <laughs> Libby says, I have not read this book yet, but I am sure it will be interesting. One star. What? That's not even fair. <laughs> Can you review it? <laughs> read it? Why is you fucking bothering? <laughs> I think I know what's happened here. Let me pull your fucking head in. <laughs> I think I know what's happened. That's somebody who gets confused by emails. And they've emailed saying, what did you think of this book? And <laughs> she's replied saying, you haven't read it. One star. star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, where did I get to? Uh, um, two, a, two, a two star review okay, go. Uh, from Tick Danus mm-hmm. on the 22nd of November 2015 yep. uh, the outside of the book was in good condition but inside there is writing in circles <laughs> that I did not expect so I was disappointed oh my goodness Okay, carry on he saw a group of strange looking small creatures approaching with a hopping motion Five small humanoid creatures entered the house, passing right through the wooden door. Betty's they family... could see through wooden doors? <laughs> yeah. Like X-ray, like X-ray cat. cat. 
<laughs> Betty's family was immediately placed into suspended animation. One creature went over to her father. The leader of the other four established tele- established telepathic communication with Betty. The leader was at least five feet tall. The others were about four feet tall. All had large pear-shaped heads wild cat-like wraparound eyes and diminutive ears and noses mm. their mouths were immobile immobile slits that reminded betty of scar lines slits or lits slits okay well it was a call that call that to our show but any any, any reason each right. wore a coverall blue uniform adorned with a sam brown type belt I'm going to say that's a really sexy, like, sequined belt. I I like that, yeah. No, I I think think it's just, like, a lovely, like, brownie kind of, like, deep, like, well, lighter brown, I imagine. The sequin will be better, I think. An insignia of a bird was affixed to their sleeves. Their hands had three digits. Later on, uh, after boarding a craft, the hands were then gloved. They also wore boot-like attire on their feet, and they floated rather than walked. Then why the need shoes? Just going to put that out there. That's a good point. Mm. Maybe they're just like slippers, like they keep their feet warm. Yeah, yeah, like Ugg boots. Alien Ugg boots. Alien Ugg boots. Betty's initial fright was immediately calmed by an overpowering sense of friendship. When she displayed concern for her family's welfare, the creatures temporarily released her 11-year-old daughter from the strange state of unawareness to assure Betty that she was all right. Then Betty was taken outside and brought on board a small craft resting on the side of a hill that sloped into their backyard. The machine was about 20 feet in diameter. It looked like two saucers, one inverted upon the other, with a small superstructure on top. Can't picture it. Then small cr- the small craft accelerated and apparently merged with a larger parent craft in which Betty was sus- subject subjected to the effects of strange equipment and physical examination. Then she was taken to an alien place and given bizarre object lessons that caused her to undergo a painful yet ecstatic religious-like experience. Later that night, at 10.40, uh, Betty was returned home by her two, by two of her alien captors. At home, she found her family still in a state of suspended animation. One being had stayed behind to watch over them during her absence. Then the beings put the family still under some type of mind control to bed, and the aliens left. Several times the aliens had told Betty that certain things had been locked into her mind. She was instructed to forget them and her UFO experience until, uh, and her UFO experience until the appointed time. She consciously remembered only a fraction of the strange encounter, the power failure, the colored life, and the colored light flashing through the window, um, as well as the aliens entering the house. Betty was a devout Christian um, and interpreted the creatures as religious or angelic in nature. The subject of UFOs was largely known to her, largely unknown to her. Her education had been limited to 10 years of schooling. Her basic interests included family, church, and community-related activities. Good on her. That's nice. She's getting out and about in the community, rolling her sleeves up, mucking in. Maybe she's running a, a book drive where you can buy... A book like Mysteries of the Unexplained, the Reader's Digest version uh, from 1982. Maybe. Maybe. Do you know I'd like to see come back? Mucking In. That was a good TV show, wasn't it? No. Oh. Um, I might. Not until much later did she think... Let's <laughs> bring that back. Did she think of her experience as a UFO encounter? <clears throat> In 1975, Betty responded to a local newspaper story 
about UFO researcher Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was soliciting personal UFO experiences and information from the public. Biddy's letter contained such little data, however, it was filed and forgotten about until a further investigation in 1977. Um, the investigating team consisted of a solar physicist, an electronics engineer, an aerospace engineer, a telecommunications specialist, and a UFO investigator. I would argue they're all UFO investigators at that point. Mm, are they ufologists? Who knows? They employed the services of a professional hypnotist and a medical doctor trained in psychiatry. During a 12-month investigation, they conducted an extensive character reference check, two lie detector tests, a psychiatric interview, and 14 lengthy hypnotic regression sessions. Arduous, doesn't it? 14 lengthy. Yeah. That's a lot. Under hypnosis, Betty and her daughter uh, relived a consistent, detailed UFO experience with genuine physiological reactions. Um, The research led to a 500-page report that concluded that the witnesses were reliable and sane individuals who sincerely believed the experience really occurred. Mucking in, debuted in 2000, uh, Jim Mora. Remember that? I Mm. I saw Mucking in, I thought, bloody Jim Mora presented that. (coughs) Jim Mora, is that... There they are, right there, Jim Mora in his younger years in 2000. Yeah, that was the one that, um, when I worked at the warehouse, the warehouse sponsored that Ooh, for Oh, you just bit. emailed me. And, yeah, I'm getting ready for this thing. The warehouse sponsored that show, and I remember um, our store manager uh, went to one of the guys there and said, oh, we're going to get you on mucking in. <laughs> and the guy was like, nope, <laughs> just refused. Um, so, yeah, that was quite funny. So... Yeah, so sure. I've just sent you um, an article, and this is a transcript of one of the regression sessions that okay. um, from Betty when she regressed to her childhood during one of her first abduction experiences. I figure this is quite a good one for us to radio play. Okay, okay, okay. And I want you to be Betty. Okay, okay. And okay. I'll be the well, hypnoth- hypnotherapist. Well, Betty is doing something crazy in this photo. What? Betty's yeah. here, doing something crazy in this photo. Yeah. So Tony's just getting his first look at the um, article. Oh, yes. I see the aliens there. Yep. And you can see the Cat, script. Cat-like eyes, I'd say. Yeah. Cat-like eyes. Yep. Diminutive nose and ears. Uh, oh, nice boots. <laughs> so I'm going to get you to be Betty. So Betty's words are in blue. I'm going to call you Backstage Betty. Backstage Betty. <laughs> Um, backstage Betty, backstage Betty had a something. Anyway, child. That's right. So you're gonna read I'm the blue, black Betty, and I'm gonna read the black, and I'm going to be the um, hypnotherapist. All right. Okay. So just relax. Ready? <sighs> so you got the first line. We're coming up to this wall of glass, and. Uh, a big, 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 big door. It's made out of glass. Does it have hinges? No, it's it's so big, and there is um, I I I can't explain it. Uh, uh, it is a door after door after door after Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Not he quite, but go on. He. 
the alien leading her, is, is stopping there and telling me to stop. I'm just stopping there. He says, now you shall enter the door and see the Juan. <laughs> and, and he says, fear not. Then Betty appeared to undergo an out-of-body experience. Oh, look at this, I'm out of my body. Uh, oh, what's happening here? Oh, floated or something. Um, and then the actual and, line. And, I, and I'm standing there and coming, coming, coming out of myself. There's, there's two of Betty. There's, there's two of Betty. Are you looking at yourself? Uh huh. Okay. Do you see the one? The Juan. The Juan yet? Yeah. The Juan. No. Okay. Go on. I'm, I'm coming up t- to the door, and um, the little cat-like freak is saying. Now you shall enter the great door and see the glory of the Juan. And I'm standing face to face with that door. Betty now stood before the strange door. Again, she described its appearance and her out-of-body experience. Uh, there's, there's something strange here. There's a big door over there. Um, the door is big, but it is strange. Strange. <laughs> It's, it's like, uh, like deeper and deeper. Come on. And deeper still. And, and it's bright, really bright. Uh, and I have to stand before the door. But um, before that, you know, I, I came on myself, out of myself. <laughs> I was just standing over there and, 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 and I was standing over here. But, but, but there, there were two of me. But that one over there was... Put your pants back on. <laughs> Anyone else aroused? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have, <laughs> have you tried to talk to your other self? That won't work, silly, because I'm over here and that one is over there. She looks exactly like you? Is she making motions to show you she's alive? Like breathing? Moving her arms? No. Would you say not she... very helpful, am I? I could elaborate. Would you say she looks like a wax museum piece or something? Uh, no, I've been to several Madame Tussauds wax museums. I went to the Las Vegas one, and I went to the um, Los Angeles one, and I went to the Hong Kong one, you know. Um, I bought tickets online and bought like a package and saved a bit of money, so I didn't, didn't, you know, didn't buy it at the door, you know. Have you actually been to them? Yeah, I have. Have you? Yeah. Any good? Yeah, good. I really? Thought... I just don't get it, hey. Yeah. I've I've been past a few and I've never been intrigued. Well, if you're gonna if you're going to do it, make sure you buy your tickets online, you'll save money. Um back to where we were. Uh, uh, where were we? No, it looks just Did you say she looks like a wax museum piece or something? I've been to many, Madam <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it looks just like Betty. Alright. Go on. Yes, don't fucking rush me. Um, I was told to come forward. I went in the door, and it's uh, very bright. I, I'm like maybe like a, a seventy, even a hundred watt. You're bulb. digressing again. I, I, I can't take you any further. Why? Because. What do you mean? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dick. Um, I can't take you past this door. Okay, I'll tell you what. You go past that door alone, then for a few... Don't tell me what to do. It's lucky you interrupted because I got the wrong emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable again. 
I'll tell you what. You go past that door alone then for a few minutes, okay? Time and again, the hypnotist tried in different ways to induce Betty to tell him what was behind the door. All in vain. Sometime, maybe, if you change your mind, would you tell me? I can't change my mind. It is set. What would happen to you if you did tell me? I can't tell you. I'm I'm sorry. Okay, let's proceed to the first thing you can tell me. Oh! You cut the end of oh, my sorry. line off. Sorry. Okay, let's proceed to the first thing you can tell me. Fair enough. Oh! <laughs> Read the line. <laughs> okay. Betty's face. Hang on. <laughs> Betty's face glows with joy. What's happening now? I'm coming out of that bloody door, and it was wonderful. Did the one say something exciting? I can't tell you. I'm sorry. Would you say that the the Juan was God? Do you really know what God is? I don't know. I was hoping that you had seen him and you could therefore tell me. Look, fucker, I can't tell you about that. Okay, let's proceed. What's happening now? <laughs> you just came out of the room and you feel great. Oh, you naughty you. I came out of the door (laughs) and there is a tall white-haired man standing there and he's got on a long nightgown. The next session took place on May 15, 1980. Determined to find out what lay beneath the great door, the hypnotist... You're thinking of what lay beneath that man's nightgown. That's what you're thinking of. (laughs) Okay. Determined to find out what lay behind the great door, the hypnotist again brought Betty back in time to where she was standing before it. Where are you? I'm determined to find out what's behind that tall white man's long nightgown. I'm before this huge, great, big door. It's glass. Layers and layers and layers and layers of glass. What are you standing on? Fucking glass, I told you. Oh, yeah. Let me ask you now. You're going to see the Juan, right? Yeah. Why are you going to see the Juan? Because it is time for me, they said. I was sitting in the waiting room, reading a woman's magazine, (laughs) doing the Sudoku, and then they said for me and go and see the Juan. You lost me at magazine. Where did you go? (laughs) Oh, there. Um, All right. In other words, what does this imply that the the Juan is someone that you have seen before? Does does this imply that the Juan (laughs) is someone you've seen before? I don't remember. Okay. Do you know why you suddenly sound like a beetle? (laughs) They haven't been here very often. (laughs) Why haven't... Do you know why it's time to see the one? Why I haven't you asked questions? I think it's pronounced Juan. Okay. Do you know why it is time to see the Juan? Why haven't you asked questions? They haven't been there very often. Uh, those little peeps haven't been there very much for me to ask. They're just not, they're not around. You know? yeah, yeah, but they're asking you to do a lot of things, shall we say. <laughs> you cheeky. I know, but... 
I'm in their place. You know, I can't I can't do anything. I'm just little old Betty. Okay, in a moment you're going to see the Juan. We don't want to waste the experience. We want to get the most out of it. So when you see the Juan, I want you to ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Why am I here? And what will this all mean to me later on in my life? It's like any big experience a person is allowed to have, okay? I want you to progress to where the door is open and you're seeing the Juan. Oh! <laughs> Read it. You were shocked at the noise coming out of your body. At that very moment, an indescribable smile came over Betty's face. The only adjective that the investigators could think of to describe it is rapturous. This expression of pure, unrestricted happiness remained on Betty's face as the hypnotist continued to question her. You seem happy. Ah, oh, it's um, just, oh, I can't tell you about it. All right, I know you can't tell me. But I want you to do a few things. I want you to ask yourself why you're being shown that which you are being shown. In other words... Yes. All right. (laughs) Now that you're there, ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? Why am I here? What am I supposed to think about after I leave here? Oh, it matters not where I get it from. What do you mean? It's just that I get it. And I like to get it hard. (laughs) Shut up. Disrespectful. Uh, what do you mean? It's, um, oh, words can not explain it. It's, it's wonderful. It's, um, it's for everybody. I just, I just can't tell you this, you see? Etc. <laughs> um, why can't you? Uh, for, for one, one thing, thing, it's um, it's over, it's it's too overwhelming, and it is, it's um, how do you, would you describe it? Indescribable. I just can't tell you. Um, besides, it's just impossible for me to tell you. You wouldn't listen to me anyway. I think <laughs> I'm getting lost every time you read because you're just going off script. <laughs> All right. Are you capable, when looking around you, to tell yourself? (gasps) I see it. Right. That what you can see, you have a grasp of even... You have a grasp of even if you don't understand it. I don't understand you, to be honest. You're You're a bit queer. Were you not told to share with me? It's like, even if I was able to speak it... I wouldn't be able to speak it. I, I can't. I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I just, I just can't. Were you specifically? Partly, yeah. <laughs> you specifically told not to speak. <laughs> and so on and so forth. What we can glean from this <laughs> is that, is that Tony's, Tony loves to ad lib. <laughs> um, and um, the experience that Betty was going through was around... Um, uh, regressing to where she was going into a room to see this Juan, and uh, <laughs> he's just everything is just so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think Betty's voice changed during <laughs> during this as well. 
must have been part of the um the hypnosis that I was under. I went from maybe speaking a little bit differently to being quite different in my communication <laughs> different styles. is definitely the word for it yes. so she would go to this uh, room see this being of light and was... he was wearing a poncho and a sombrero and he called himself <laughs> juan and was explicitly told by beings of light not to not to tell anyone what was in there. Because I um I was getting a coffee in the uh, the Cairo lounge the other <laughs> day, on. and I saw that the person in front of me had a lot of coffee. And you know how we're talking about the Juan, you know, mm-hmm. the guy's name it was a wee ticket sitting there. You know when you order a coffee, it has a wee ticket that prints out next to the coffee. Yes. And his name was down as the Wade. <laughs> the Wade. Oh. Maybe his name was Thwade. No, maybe it was not he accidentally put a space in there, but the Wade, interesting name. Takes all sorts in this 21st century of ours. Um, So where where was I in my description? Uh, She goes into the, she was uh, specifically told not to tell anyone what was in that room. However, physically, um, she was uh, beaming from ear to ear. Uh, (laughs) Stop making faces. Uh, When... When she regressed into um, reenacting what was happening there, um, I'll go on. You'll you'll enjoy this next bit. This okay. is a, a, a big reason why I went with this article is because of who was mentioned um, coming up here. Okay. Betty Luca's description under hypnosis of her experience of the Juan in the preceding article is instantly recognizable as the same type of experience reported by many experiences. Mm-hmm. And even, in many cases, the same identical experience. The similarities between UFO abduction and NDEs (laughs) have been explored by a number of writers and researchers, the most famous and credentialed of which is undoubtedly Dr. Ken Ring. (gasps) I know you like Dr. Ken Ring. What? Tell us, the, tell us the story of Ken Ring. Ken Ring predicts weather by the fucking moon. <laughs> well, has in the past. Yeah. Does he still? Uh, I think he, I think no one bought his books. Yeah. So there was a book uh, where he basically printed the entire year's weather a year ahead. And it was n- terribly inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Because it would be. Because you're sitting there imagining what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. Because I get that the moon influences things on the planet. But yeah. How is it going to know if it's going to be drizzly? <laughs> the the funny thing about that book is that it was um, either inaccurate or ambiguous. Yes. So it'd say like cold-ish. Col- it'd be cold-ish, windy, sunny, icy icy periods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Possible All those words snow that don't matter. Don't mean much. It was like one well, was like light air. It's like you've just said you've contradicted yourself five times in that forecast. <laughs> Um, and he started predicting earthquakes by the moon and um when we were going through a whole lot of earthquakes in this part of the world uh like literally things were turning into widespread panic because ken fucking ring would predict an earthquake it was mm-hmm. going to happen like in three days that's right and everyone thought oh my god this is the end of the world the, the whole you know the town's already been through so much it's gonna be destroyed by another massive earthquake yeah and it wouldn't happen yeah or Ken would say that he had predicted an earthquake that did happen. We'd be like, did you? <laughs> hey, hey, did he? Did he? Yeah. No. 
Dr. Ring did an extensive series of clinical studies on the NDE and published his results in Life at Death and Heading Toward Omega. Then he did a follow-up project where, in which he stu- studied UFO experiences, primarily abductees, and specifically compared this phenomenon to that of near-death. His full report can be found in the book The Omega Project, which, I, which is probably on Amazon or in a bargain bin somewhere by now. Mm. Um, according to polls, is Omega Three still good for you? Yeah. Uh, Ring also quotes other commentators who make the following remarks: According to polls, we live in an age where where most people believe in UFOs, uh, and that people like us live on other planets. In that context, since angels and demons are out of style, they now dress in the costume of our own epoch's archetypal figures, the extraterrestrial alien, and we can see precisely because we can now conceive of him. He conforms to and expresses our current ideas of possibility. So basically, he's trying to say that Betty and Co. and anyone else who's um, experienced this doesn't know what they're seeing, but their mind is making it into an alien as we know it because of that. Right. It's trying to make it something that the mind can understand when it's and that the mind, the easiest thing that it falls into is the category of an alien being or something. Exactly. Um, So... Someone's been listening. (laughs) You? Yeah, me. Um, So just to sum up, um, while hypnotic regression as a method of extracting tales of near-death experiences, NDEs, or abductions can be dubious, this tale still has all the intricacies of either a true story or a very elaborate hoax. As Tony's favorite meteorologist, Ken Ring, has stated, <coughs> we may not necessarily have evidence of aliens. Maybe to maybe a window into another dimension that Betty saw. Um, the fact that these beings were described as aliens might be a projection on Betty's expectations or a, their own manifestations after years of church going. Either way, the tale is extremely convincing and no doubt Betty herself even believes it to be fact. This story will be debated about by top ufologists for years to come. Like myself. Perhaps in Tony's spare room, perhaps while Mm -hmm. podcasting, perhaps said podcast would be available on iTunes and through any good podcast apps on the Android system. Stitcher? We're on Stitcher? Perhaps you could also get in Are touch with. Stitcher? Perhaps you could also get in touch with said podcasters through Twitter and Instagram using the handle at lits underscore podcast. Perhaps you could take the time to share the podcast with <laughs> others. Perhaps even leaving reviews and tweeting all of your friends about said podcast. Perhaps taking a selfie of yourself listening oh. and sharing <laughs> that. Good listening and sharing that globally. This article has gone to, to make benefit the powerful nation of lights in the sky. Like and share, people like and share the end lovely interesting it sort of was like it turned to like our like kind of like appropriate to our podcast yeah really weird how weird. It's, it's that paragraph was in that kind of like official yeah are we on stitcher yeah we're on stitcher yeah yeah go on stitcher <laughs> lo- um really appropriate speaking of reviews yeah have we got one five stars for this book <laughs> so not us no <laughs> interesting read by Mrs. Moose, April 1, 2017. Interesting. Verified purchase. wonder what her knuckles look like. Ooh. Moose Knuckle Bay. <laughs> Verified purchase. Very good. Hardcover. Yeah. Got a hardcover. All go home. Very interesting. <laughs> this took place in the town next to where I live. Ooh. And it's 
You're slowing down the whole ending to this podcast. And it's interesting to read the local law. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Shut up. Thank you, Mrs. Moose. This ends um, my story. Have you got anything to add? Because I have nothing more to add. I can read a few more reviews if you really want me to. Um, if you want to give us a review, um, find where you give reviews. I yeah. don't know where you give reviews on an Android thing. Where do you do reviews on Stitcher? <laughs> I don't know. Um, also, for any new listeners, uh, we have a map and studio of where all of our listeners come from. We're just about to cross an yet another subscriber uh, milestone. So, um, if we haven't got you, well, even I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read where we've got. So let us know what state or country you're in, and I'll mark you on the studio map. Um, and we'll try and get the entire world blocked out. Like it. Cool. Um. Yeah. Then- that like let's let's make the point with that map will fall off the wall because it's so loaded <laughs> with push pins exactly okay should we jump into the final segment uh i'll just read you one more review <coughs> Sorry, can you make me. sure it's not as slow as the last one um just killed my five vibe. stars alien by thomas tracy on 26 april 2014 he bought a paperback <coughs> um a great example of the dangers of pot smoking <laughs> five stars though is he the pot smoker no he's rated at five stars yeah anyway paperback like like you can roll things in it yeah this we did yeah. rolling a j they should make a book where it's all about marijuana but the cover is a blunt wrap J? That'd be... Wouldn't that be a good invention? Be, let's get on I that. mean, I'm not into any of that, but I think, I think I've think i got an eye for good inventions, and that's one of them. Look at the state. Look, look at this review. Look how oh long it is. Goodness. Who's writing this? It's look at this one this here. Oh, my God. God. It's still going. <laughs> Ten people found this helpful. Who's reading this bloody review? It's massive. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into the final segment of the show. This is the segment we call... Get me some strange. Get me some strange. <laughs> this is where no we take. No one will be able to understand what you're saying. Get me some strange. strange. This is where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Tony will flick to a random section and we will read the random tidbit. Warming up my flicking bum. That we land on. So go ahead and flick. Stop. Oh, oh, we landed on the title page. Unearthly fates. Okay. Like the Colvard and Christmas country fate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bit of, uh... Oh, here we go. Uh... Oh, no, I'm worried about this because it's spontaneous human combustion. And we've read a few of these, but this is before we used before to... Before we used to mark them with post-its. Yeah. Um... Uh... Mm... Just read some. We can mark them with post-its this time. Um, I think we've read that one. <laughs> Do you want to mark it? Um, You're not sure enough. I'm not sure enough. Okay, your task before we get to next week is to read that entire book and put a post-it on the one. This one we definitely read. This one, Phyllis and you can burst into flames in the middle of the dance floor. I and mean, we did do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Phyllis, for laughing at that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> which one we definitely haven't read? Um, this is a really long one. Oh, there's that car on fire. I do you remember that too? It's in market. Okay, here we go. Okay. 
The body of Wayman Wood of Greenville, South Carolina was found crisped black in the front seat of his closed car on March 1, 1953. The car was parked on the side of Bypass Route 291. I don't know why that's important. <laughs> Although little remained of wood, the car, which contained a half tank of gas, was unaffected except for the windshield, which had bubbled and sagged inwards with the intense heat. I feel like you have read that one. <laughs> is there another short one, or are we going to call it? Um, this, is, this is another, for some reason, pointless address included. Okay. This is really weird. I'm down. Um, in December 1956, a 78-year-old cripple... Oh, I can't say that. That's how you categorise them. Uh, young sick, which is ironic because this person's 78 and they're yeah. crippled. It should be old sick. But young oh. sick Kim... They're dead now. Oh. Of 1130 uh, Manuakia. Right. <laughs> Street Honolulu. Again, why do we need to know that? Yeah. Can you search that? <laughs> what is it? Uh, I said Manua, but it's uh, Mauna Kea. M-A-U-N-A-K-E-A. 1130. Uh, Mauna Street, Honolulu, was found enveloped in blue flames by his next-door neighbour. The heat was too intense for her even to approach him. By the time the fireman got there, 15 minutes later... The victim and his overstuffed chair were reduced to ashes. His feet, however, remained undamaged and were still propped up on his wheelchair facing the chair in which he had been sitting. Weird. Nothing else in the room, even the curtains and clothing nearby, had suffered any damage. So I found it. It's near Chinatown and there's a Walmart there. Oh, okay. Uh, a mere 11 hour, 25 minute flight from where we are. Nice. Uh, which Good to Google get to. puts at about $1,436. Okay. <laughs> That's right. So I've um, got some pointless addresses given yeah. here. Yeah. Right. And on that note. <laughs> it's my line. Oh, sorry. And on that note, we will call that. Uh, have you got anything else to add? Bye. <laughs> And on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. Yes, you should. Toodaloo.